every good plan starts with a strategy. In our last episode, I discussed the importance of strategizing to survive the disillusionment stage of teaching. But how exactly do you strategize going into a new year that has more questions than answers? We're going to look at how to set goals and boundaries so that you can maintain them in the year ahead. That's what's coming up on Episode 5 of the Next Chapter for Teachers podcast. Being a teacher isn't what it used to be. The good news is you don't have to figure it out all on your own. If you're looking for truth, inspiration, and tips for success in the classroom and beyond, you're in the right place. It's time to turn the page to the future of the profession. This is the next chapter for Teachers Podcast. Hello, everyone. I'm Erin Spinagle, and thank you for listening to Episode 5 of the Next Chapter for Teachers podcast. In case this is your first time listening, I'll take a moment to introduce myself. I've been teaching at the elementary level for the past 18 years. Currently, I teach art, but the majority of my career has been spent teaching fifth grade. I'm a National Board Certified Teacher and the 2014 West Virginia Teacher of the Year. I'm also a children's book author and illustrator, and I wrote a book this summer for teachers titled The Thrive Guide, How to Begin a Teaching Career in Uncertain Times. You can download it for free at erinspinagle.com. It's a great resource for a teacher beginning their career or for anyone who may be mentoring teachers during this crisis. I started this podcast because I want to help teachers live a balanced, purposeful life that doesn't leave them depleted with no energy to take care of their own needs or families. In the previous episode, I discussed the disillusionment stage of teaching, where many of you are finding yourselves right now, completely taken aback by how this year is unfolding. And I shared a strategy, the 5S strategy for surviving disillusionment. If you haven't listened to episode four, make sure you go back and do so. It will help you with what we're going to discuss today. Quickly, though, the 5S strategy is simplify your tasks in teaching, stop the behaviors that keep you from setting boundaries, soften your self-talk, speak up about your feelings and solutions, and strategize what you need to do in order to make the second half of the school year better. After posting that episode, the strategizing part got me thinking. I felt like I had told you to do something without giving you clear direction as to how to strategize, to create a plan for how to execute the changes you need to make successfully. We've all made New Year's resolutions to start out the year, and ended up not seeing them through. This is more than just setting resolutions. It's a way to think about how things are going with teaching and life 
and taking action to improve them. So we're going to jump into how to strategize so you can set goals or boundaries for the new year. Even if the future is uncertain and you're not sure what teaching will look like when you return for the second semester. To help you organize your thoughts, I've created a short workbook that you can download in the show notes. You may want to take a minute to go download it now before going any further into this episode. I would recommend using it to help you plan your goals and refer to it throughout the year. So let's get started with the five steps of strategizing. Step one, break the upcoming year into quarters. I'm not a fan of equating business practice with education, but there are some things we can use from business that do make sense. In the business world, sales and goals periods are often broken into quarters. Quarter one is January to the end of March. Quarter two is April to the end of June. Quarter three is July to the end of September. And quarter four is October to the end of December. It's important to think of this upcoming year in quarters, three months at a time, because we have learned how unpredictable things can be with COVID-19 and how long-range plans can quickly get altered or go down the drain. We're still in a state of flux with this crisis, and the winter months are going to have a lot of challenges with illness, school reopenings or closings, distance learning, basically everything we've been dealing with will be continued into the start of 2021. Looking just three months ahead, though, gets us through the winter and allows you to set manageable changes that you can see through. Having success with the goals and boundaries you set is important. And a three-month chunk of time, as opposed to a 12-month or six-month chunk of time, will help you see the light at the end of the tunnel. So that's step one. Step two, set yourself up for success. Set, S-E-T, is an acronym you can use to test the goals you wish to set and the changes you want to make in the next quarter of the year. It's also a great tool to use when setting boundaries and deciding if you need to say no. To use set when you're choosing goals, you ask yourself these three questions. S. Is the goal or change I want to make sustainable? Will you be able to continue to do this consistently, the change you want to make? Making adjustments and having to start over when creating new habits is expected. But something you won't be able to maintain over time will leave you feeling defeated. You can start small and be flexible with something you feel will be difficult to sustain at first, like being finished with work by a certain time each day, and work up to the ideal amount of time you want to spend it doing work each day in another quarter. E, how does this goal or change use my energy? Ultimately, the changes we make through strategizing should make us feel less depleted. We're not trying to fill up an already full plate. The goal is to simplify and streamline certain tasks so you have the juice to pursue things that allow you to be happy and healthy. Some things like exercising and eating better are energy givers. Other energy givers may be spending time with your kids or making time for a hobby. But trying to outdo or overextend yourself with more schoolwork in an already 
overwhelming year, that's an energy drainer. And T, will this goal or change make good use of my time? There are two ways to look at this. Will this goal or change give you more time? And if not, will it improve your well-being or that of your family? For example, doing yoga 20 to 30 minutes a day takes time out of my day, but it helps me focus and set intentions. So that's a goal that makes good use of my time. That's set, sustainable, energy, time. On to step three, complete the quadrants for home, health, school, self. If you have the workbook downloaded from the show notes, you'll see this is simply a chart divided into four sections, one each for home, which includes family, health, school, and self. And self encompasses any personal goals that you have. This is a chance to brain dump about the goals, boundaries, or changes for any of those four aspects of life. And it's important that you look at all four because all four matter and impact each other. You can write as many ideas as you want, but apply set to each idea. Is this goal sustainable? And does it make good use of your energy and time? If you can write set out from it, circle it. Step four, choose your focus. This is where you choose one to two goals from each quadrant, home, health, school, self, to focus on this quarter. Have no more than five you plan to focus on total. You can always make changes or add more goals each quarter. So you're aiming for one goal for each quadrant, with possibly two from the same one. Make sure that these goals are ones you can set and ones that will give you the most relief. Now, some of you may be thinking that your school goals are more urgent urgent than anything right now, and that that is where you are under the most duress, or maybe it's home or any of the other four seems to outweigh the other, and I understand, I get that, but All four of these areas bleed into each other. We've got to get out of our teacher tunnel and view ourselves as complete human beings that need to focus on other areas of life besides school. Also, when you use the sentence stems in the workbook, you will see that by setting a goal in one area of your life, you often indirectly set an invisible goal in another. It's like opportunity cost, to use another business term in this episode. To give up one thing, you get something else. So you'll often get relief in another one of those quadrants by setting a goal in each area. If you don't have the workbook in front of you, let me explain the sentence stems. This is where you refine your focus and choose your five goals by basically plugging them into fill-in-the-blank statements. They read like this. Doing blank makes me feel blank. My plan is to blank so that I am able to blank. In order to do this, I will have to blank. I may have to stop blank. It will be worth it. Because if nothing changes, I will blank. 
Here's an example of how this would sound filled out if I was writing a goal. Doing three hours of grading each night makes me feel exhausted and angry. My plan is to make Tuesday and Thursday my grading days so that I am able to have the rest of my evenings to eat dinner with family and work out. I may have to stop expecting all of my assignments to be graded for the next day. It will be worth it because if nothing changes, my family life and health will continue to suffer. That's not my personal goal, but I'm just giving you an example of one. These statements not only help you define your new goals and boundaries, but they let you see the benefits of working toward them and what will happen if you continue to let things spiral downward. And step five, review, remind, reflect. Carrying through our plans and goals is the hardest part. It's easy to plan things out during a break, only to have your good intentions swept away when school resumes. But you can use review, remind, reflect throughout each quarter to keep you on track. It doesn't involve any journaling or writing things down because that would be adding one more thing to your plate. It's just a way of thinking about your progress. So, review. Keep the completed sentence stems from step four with your goals where you can see them each morning. You may choose to rewrite them in a planner or on a note card where you can view them during the day easily. Remind. Everyone messes up, makes mistakes when breaking or making habits. It isn't always comfortable making changes, especially when you're making changes other people may not accept at first because they expect you to keep doing what you've always done. But remind yourself why you made this goal and how it adds value to your life. And then reflect. Throughout each quarter, reflect on your progress. It can be each morning, each week, or whenever you have a moment to yourself. Make adjustments using set if needed. If you are maintaining your goals, reflect on how your home, health, school, and self is improving. Be proud for choosing to take action and control over your life. It's better than the alternative. Whatever you do, don't give up. You're not just strategizing how you'll get through this year. You're developing a new way of thinking about dealing with life's challenges. To recap how to strategize. Step one. Break the upcoming year into quarters. Step two, set, S-E-T, yourself up for success. Make sure your goals are sustainable and make good use of your energy and time. Step three, complete the quadrants for home, health, school, and self. Step four, Choose your focus by using the sentence stems to set your goals. And step five, review, remind, reflect. Whatever this new year and next semester of school brings, you deserve a life that brings you peace 
and purpose. And now you have the tools to create it. So enjoy your break from school, rest up, and think about how you can make changes and set boundaries for the year ahead. That's all for this episode of the Next Chapter for Teachers podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to leave a rating, subscribe, and give a review. Join us next time when we turn the page to the future of the profession. Until then, I'm Erin Spinagle, reminding you to be different, but more importantly, be the difference. And I'll see you in the next chapter.